The Pittsburgh Steelers get to try to build off their week one win against the Bengals with a week two matchup with the New England Patriots and Mac Jones, or is it not going to be Mac Jones? We'll talk about the injury situation. The Steelers look like they get back Najee Harris, but it's the defensive front that continue to be the biggest star of the game for the Steelers, even without TJ Watt. How could they win without TJ Watt? We'll talk about that here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, joined today by Jenna Harner. All that, our picks and predictions for the entire week and more right here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit the like button on this video if you enjoyed. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We also thank you for making the Lockdown Steelers Podcast your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joining me today, as I said before, is Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, what's up? Chris, how are you? Happy Friday. It's week two. The Steelers are at home. Hey, what could you want? It's going to be gorgeous football weather here in it Pittsburgh. Is. I am thrilled. I'm thrilled, too. I'm actually really excited to cover a Steelers game at Acrisure Stadium, which I'm sure everyone is still happy about and not complaining about in our comments section right now. No, nope, um, no, there's not all. not a it's, single person. Is my Instagram caption for this week going to be, guess who's back for sure? I don't uh, know. Who's to no, say? No, don't do that. Okay. You will be Yoshi bonked if you do that. I swear. Come on, it's so good. <laughs> I'm doing it. Watch, watch, watch. Okay. Me. Well, I get. I think you're safe from Yoshi on Instagram, so don't do it. Just don't do it on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Um, you, can never, you can never escape a Yoshi bomb from you. There, there we go. But anyways, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, of course, TJ Watt on Thursday put on injured reserve. Not that much of a surprise. It still seems like he's going to miss. You know, at, at, at least six games, maybe eight games. We'll see how long that takes. But the Steelers seem prepared for this. You heard from Cam Hayward talking on third on Thursday, sounding like, "Hey, we're not going to change up everything that we do just because TJ's gone. We're going to be focusing on, you know, what what you know, on be still being the best the, the, this version of the defense." And I, I think the big thing, the big takeaway that I have from this is that, and it's something I even talked about earlier in the week, but. This defense wasn't just T.J. Watt beating up on the Bengals. This was Alex Highsmith getting three sacks, Cam Hayward getting a sack, Robert Spillane getting a sack, Arthur Mollette getting a sack, Mika Fitzpatrick's pick six, Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton getting interceptions, Devin Bush and Miles Jack playing really well. I just named pretty much the entire starting defense, and that's what won with them last week. And now they go up against a, a Patriots offensive line that didn't play play too well last week. No, definitely not. And I think that one of, I guess one of the biggest things is like, you know, when you have a guy like TJ Watt, what you're going to get. He's the reigning defensive player of the year for a reason. He is such a high caliber guy. He's able to impact a game. He's able to change the game, make splash plays like Mike Tomlin always says. But also when you lose a guy like him and Malik Reed most likely is going to be the guy that's kind of coming in and filling in for TJ Watt, quote unquote, Mike Tomlin said, you know, we're not trying to 
you know, replace TJ. You cannot replace TJ Watt. But where the defense is at and the performance that they showed after week one, they have a lot to build on. So, yes, is it going to be a big collective effort where they're going to probably have to do a little more? Yes. But is it going to be to the extent where it's like, oh, my God, we lost this guy. And now we don't know who we are. We don't know what our identity is. That's not going to be the case. I think the Steelers, you know, aren't in the worst of places and this is also something that they're so used to. I mean, there were games last year where this team did not have TJ Watt and they know how to play without him. And it's that classic next man up mentality that this team is so used to in at least the couple of years that I've covered this team just based on the guys they've lost because of injury. It happened with Devin Bush when he mm-hmm. tore his ACL a couple of years ago. It happened when they were missing TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith last year when the groin monster was kind of running through the locker room at this point. This is something this team is accustomed to. And as a defense in week two, after the performance they had last week, they're in a pretty solid place to build off of that, especially when you're going from, in my opinion, a quarterback like Joe Burrow to a quarterback now in Mac Jones and an offense that has a whole lot of question marks in the New England Patriots. One of those question marks is if Mac Jones will even play in this game. Uh, He didn't practice on Thursday. He went from a a limited participant on Wednesday to a non-participant on on thursday so now all eyes are on mac jones is this a bill belichick ploy to just make you think that he's not playing but you know he had back problems he said to have a non-covid illness on thursday there's a lot of questions as far as will he be okay for this game but even if he is it's not like he lit it up last week he was 21 of 30 for 213 passing yards through a touchdown and an interception was sacked twice last week uh the patriots offense only putting up seven points against the dolphins defense in miami now they're coming to pittsburgh a a red hot defense coming off of forcing five turnovers on joe burrow the reigning afc champion Bengals. this to me is a sign is a chance for with the patriots offensive line that is it too well kept up in my opinion? I think they got a lot of pace. They got a rookie at left guard that I think Cam Hayward is going to be able to bully again this week. Um, just like last week with Cordell Vincent. I-, I think this is a really big chance for Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, even Malik Reed to say, Hey, just cause TJ has gone. Doesn't mean that this defensive front doesn't still get after the quarterback or stop the run. Uh, I-, I think the biggest thing is this week, if they can limit uh, Harris and Stevenson, the two running backs that the Patriots like to use and not give Mac Jones anything easy, this could be another week where the Steelers defense puts up really good numbers. And this was kind of a Patriots offense that had a whole lot of question marks surrounding it coming into the season all throughout the preseason. You just heard so many reports about this is the worst this offense has ever looked like longtime Patriots beat reporters and people who have covered this team for 20, 30 years had said that there were practices this summer where they saw the Patriots just look absolutely abysmal, the worst they've ever seen this team. And it's because there are, you know, it was really interesting. I was listening to a couple of podcasts, but hearing kind of what's going on in New England, where obviously they lose longtime play caller Josh McDaniels on the offense. He's now with Las Vegas. I wanted to say Oakland there, and I didn't. So I'm good job, bad. very good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's now with Vegas, you know. And they brought in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And from what it seemed like, I believe last week Matt Patricia was the play caller for the Patriots. But make no mistake, this is going to be Bill Belichick's offense, and this is going to be how Bill Belichick wants to run the offense. And last week against a Dolphins defense, it did not look spectacular. Now, of course, it's week one. Anything can happen. Now moving into week two, this team has probably a kind of clearer picture. Okay, this is kind of what we want to do. This worked well for us last week. This didn't work well for us. 
But when Mac Jones is dealing with back spasms and he's limited in practice on Wednesday and then misses practice completely on Thursday, it's kind of hard to gain that early season continuity that I think the Patriots really want to establish here. So I think this is kind of that perfect scenario for the Steelers defensive front for Cam Hayward, for Larry Ogunjobi, Tyson Alualu, Alex Highsmith to kind of get at this Patriots offensive line and win those battles in the trenches that we hear Mike Tomlin talk about pretty consistently and that we hear the players talk about as well. And we also heard Cam Hayward kind of talk about the fact that they still weren't pleased with the run defense. There were some big explosive plays that they allowed the Bengals and Joe Mixon to kind of find and burst through some holes. So that's something that's at the front of their mind too. And I think this is a really good week for the Steelers to have an opportunity to say, hey, look, we know where we want to be and we'll probably be able to do it yes, we're missing one of our integral pieces here, but we can still pick up the pieces and get to the level we know that we can be at without him and kind of minimize the impact that he would have made on the game as well by kind of spreading the duties out a little bit. Certainly picking up the pieces, but I think the big thing is they're picking up the pieces after a win and they're carrying forward with, with a little bit of confidence too. And they're going up against an offense that's looking for their identity, much like the Steelers are other news in the injury front, Najee Harris, full participant in practice for the Steelers Thursday. Mason Cole, a limited participant still, but he talked after the after practice saying he felt good to play for this week. We'll see how those two play out. That's going to be big for the Steelers offense. We'll talk more about the Steelers offense in our final prediction in the third segment, but we got to get to our picks for the entire week and let you know who won the Pick'em League uh, last week uh, because we are in, we are indeed doing that. But first, we got to talk to you guys about our friends at Turo. Now, if you don't know about Turo, Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from point A to point B. Test drive for that new electric vehicle that you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by a li- by liability insurance. Terms and conditions apply, and as well as exclusions apply as well. Ditch boring, ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Toro.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my my friend and guest here, Jenna Harner. All right, Jenna, so we, as we know, we do the Pick'em League. We're doing it on ESPN.com. If you didn't get in on it, uh, there were hundreds of you, so I actually I thank all of you who, are, who participated because there were so many of you. It was actually a really great contest. Between Jenna and I, I, of course, won again. Bang. I'm up two points. I'm up two games, baby. Let's go. I, I finished two on games. 10 and 4. Ten and five. It's a long season. It's a long, it's season. A long, it's a long season. season. But you know what? It's it's been a long week of me being up on you too. So you better take that take that with that. You finished eight eight and seven. I think a big part of this was because you picked against the Steelers, Jenna. That was your that was your fatal flaw in this situation. <laughs> 
that was that was i'm not proud i'm like hiding here in my car i'm not proud of it I'm not proud. but spoiler alert hey i'm picking them this week we'll get to that in a little bit though we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit congratulations to our winners of the week in the pick'em league uh now i will say if you're in this pick'em league you should probably rebrand it to a name that like you might actually recognize but maybe you do recognize it or maybe other people recognize it but anyways we had four first place winners who went 11 and 4 we had what do you think not blano picks one heinz backers and mckeister picks one as well we don't have a current sponsor for how we win you know what you get for something winning we're trying to work on that for you guys hopefully we get something on that soon uh but do still keep picking it's still just for fun and bragging rights or if you got your shout out of what you say uh of what your team name was i hope you had some fun with that and today's picks segment where we we're going over for our picking lane is brought to you by bet online net bet online this season is has more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts but let's get to the picks here jenna because week two this was a game this is a week where i didn't see too many like really crazy or really obvious like sleeper picks this is all like i don't know who's going to win these these games here uh yeah now thursday night of course we record this on thursday afternoon so we don't get to see thursday night football but Chargers Chiefs is a great matchup. I'm sad that we didn't get to predict it uh, for for this show, uh, but I'm sure everyone's going to be talking about it the next day. But let's start off with an important one o'clock game, and that's the Dolphins at the Ravens. Both teams played the uh, you, know, you know played important games last week. The Ravens won one and zero over the Jets. The Dolphins beat the Patriots last week. And it's a, a chance to see these two in action, Tua Tagovailoa with his offense up against Lamar Jackson's offense. I'm going with the Ravens at home, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins' defense did something special in this game. Jenna, who you got? That's exactly how I feel about this matchup, and I really am only picking Baltimore because they're at home. I think both quarterbacks looked really good week one. I know there was pumping the brakes a little bit about Tua, though Tua do <laughs> not come for me. Um, how did this name come about this is a thing and i completely missed it it's incredible deep dive into it good friend marcel louise jock the uh beat reporter for the dolphins for espn did a whole thing on espn daily with it it's wild i definitely encourage people to check that out but i I think that the dolphins offense looked a lot more impressive than they were expected to and that defense is going to be pretty solid too so i went back and forth but i just think baltimore at home to me and, you know, we saw some firepower from Lamar Jackson. I think that's only going to continue as he's kind of on a little bit of a you're not going to pay me. Here's my revenge tour type season. Certainly. We'll, we'll see how we'll, we'll see if Lamar Jackson can kind of show show the whole world like, hey, I am that guy. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out how that goes. Now you get two teams that aren't exactly uh, the biggest names on, on in sports right now. The New York Jets at 0-1. The Browns did start the week to start the season 1-0 with a win against the Panthers. But it's Joe Flacco against Jacoby Brissett. I don't think too many people are going to turn tune into this one unless they are fans of this team. I'm going with the Browns because they're at home, and I just don't know. Joe Flacco doesn't exactly inspire me, but then again, Joe Brissett doesn't either. But I'm going to just say Cleveland because they're the home team. Yeah, I think Cleveland at home, especially after kind of what was probably an incredibly emotionally charged week against Carolina and against Baker Mayfield, they were able to walk away from that one with a win. I also just to me, Joe Flacco is not what Joe Flacco used to be. I know there's the whole is he elite debate or not, but at the moment right now, Joe Flacco is not elite. The Jets (laughs) are just kind of the Jets. So, yeah, I'm going Cleveland, too. Absolutely. Now, the other team that got me a W over Jenna last week, the Washington Commanders are 1-0. They beat the Jaguars last week. This week, they play another cat team, and that's the Lions. 
the Lions own one almost took the Eagles last week, were it not for the pick six of James Bradbury. But uh, I, I'm going with the commanders, even though they're on the road in this situation. Even though the Lions have been a lot of people's like sneaky team to do better because people really like the hard knocks episode. But I think that defensive front will do enough to get with the get mess up the Lions. And Carson Wentz actually looked good this week. You and I talked about on the WPXI's Fantasy Football Insider earlier this week on Wednesday. Yeah, this is so intriguing to me because the Lions are favored, and I think it's just because they're favored at home, which checks out. I, I you know, it's been I don't want to like jump into the like I believe in Carson Wentz pool quite yet, but what he did last week was impressive. He threw four touchdowns. Yes, he did have two interceptions, but he threw for four touchdowns. And when you're doing that as a quarterback, you're having a pretty solid day. I, I'm gonna be intrigued to see this game feels like it's gonna be a lot closer than people think it might, but I'm going with the commanders in this one too and uh, I'm excited to kind of see how their offense continues to evolve now we head to the division that didn't win a single game last week despite two of their teams actually playing each other and that's the AFC South of course the Jaguars lost their their game the Colts and Texans tied each other and the Titans lost to your New York football Giants Jenna Um, the Colts at 0-0-1 weird way to start the season hey but we've seen that in Pittsburgh before Um, that's um, and they faced the 0-1 Jaguars. I thought there was no way in the world the Colts could have lost to the Texans last week. Yes. I'm going to still – I'm going to give them one mulligan. They, this is their week. I'm picking them to win. If they lose or tie this game, I am already done with them. Yep. No, I'm absolutely with you because going back to last season, the Colts have not played great for a couple games at this point for like a stretch of games going back to the last time they faced Jacksonville. We remember that one all too well here in Pittsburgh. I'm going with the Colts, but I think that Trevor Lawrence and company for the Jags are starting to put some things together and they're almost getting close to, you know, saying, Hey, we are going to be able to hang with you guys. But yeah, this one for me is like Matt Ryan and the Colts. This is your last chance. You have Jonathan Taylor. You need to win football games with one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in football. And in addition to the best lineman in football and Quentin Nelson, yeah. they, they need, they need to figure this out. I agree entirely. Jenna, they need to stop playing around and win themselves a football game. The Jaguars beat or tie them. I am done with the Colts already. Let's yeah. move to the NFC South where it is a lot more interesting. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers one and at the one and saints. Tom Brady, of course, coming down to face Jameis Winston. I know people, a lot of people think that means death, but Jenna, the saints have beaten the, the, the Buccaneers. I think like six times in a row. It's something ridiculous like this. Um, it, you know, I'm actually let me Google this right now. I literally I was think I was thinking like this, like I, every time I look at these two, I'm like really shocked by the fact that this uh this this has this history of this. But I know that the Saints swept them last year, and I'm pretty sure they swept them the year before. I'm trying to figure out where the heck this is. But point being, I'm picking the Saints because um they have been uh they 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 they've owned the Buccaneers of late. Every time I think the Buccaneers are going to break this curse or whatever, it hasn't worked. Yeah, so they want they beat the Buccaneers nine to nothing, thirty six to twenty seven. Uh, okay, no, so apparently they they lost in the playoffs of all things three years ago, two years ago in January of twenty twenty one. But in the regular season, they have beaten them three, four, five, six, seven. Seven times in a row in the regular season, the the, the Saints have beaten the Buccaneers. I say they keep that streak going. 
I think so too. I mean, streaks have to end at some point. So I'm like, uh, but I, I'm with you on that. There's crazy things that happen in any time. And you know, I mean, as we saw, anytime there's a divisional opponent early on, you never know what can happen. I'm also picking the Saints because I don't know if you've seen the viral video, the pettiness. Oh my gosh. I missed this pettiness. Saints, I want to see. Saints fans were uh, parading through a Walmart in Atlanta and it was magical check that out i'll send it to you i gotta i gotta look this i'm looking this up immediately afterwards youtube research to do baby so we got we still we both got the saints there all right now your new york football giants excuse me you're one and oh new york football giants but jenna you can't claim them you picked them to lose last week don't be trying to don't be trying to jordan shrug your squad after you you didn't support them I'm going to say that that is always how Giants games end. They're always on the other side of that result. The opposing team is kicking a field goal to walk it off and win. I promise you, look back. That's how like 98% of all Giants games have ended in the last five years. So I know. I know what it's like. But lucky for the Giants, or probably not lucky, I'm picking them this week. And You're I'm picking not- them. I feel about it, but I'm doing it because I, uh, I don't know. Well, once upon a time, Jenna and I were with friends at the William Penn Tavern in Pittsburgh, watching Thursday night football as the giants were about to win the game with the game winning field goal. The yeah. kick goes up. We all celebrate for Jenna. We feel like your giants did it. She's no. not even her hands or arms are folded. And she's like, Nope, I don't believe it yet. And sure enough, a flag comes out. And it was holding on the Giants. Yep. They had to re-kick it. And she's like, now they're going to miss it. And they missed it. And they lost the game. And Jenna's like, see, I know my team. And I'm like, I was like, oh, my God, the pain. Like, yep. that's just, that's the pain that they put you through. But they've got to beat the fighting Matt rules, the Panthers, after who lost to the Browns last week. The Giants stunned everyone by beating the Titans. I think they do it again. Saquon Barkley is in for a big game, in my opinion. Yep. Let's move on to an, another NFC matchup. 0-1 Falcons at the 0-1 Rams. The Rams look abysmal against the Bills, but I think a lot of teams will, will look abysmal. They've also had a longer time off with that Thursday night game. I think they get back and right the ship at home against the Falcons, who did play the, the Saints really strong, tough last week, but I think the Rams went at home. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that we saw a lot with the Rams offense and how one-dimensional it was. Basically, it was everything to Cooper Cup or nothing. Um, So I think they're going to get a little bit of their run game figured out. I know there's been some interesting comments from Sean McVay um, in terms of, you know, running backs needing to run harder, things along those lines. But I I do think that this is a game where the Rams kind of find their footing again and we see a solid offensive performance that we're kind of accustomed to with this team over the last season or two. Gotcha there. NFC West showdown. 1-0 Seahawks didn't think that was coming. And the 0-1 Niners also didn't think that was coming. Um, The I'm going with the Niners at home. Because they need to right the ship now. If they fall to 0-2, it's a really bad sign for Trey Lance. And, of course, the Jimmy Garoppolo questions will start to be eking up in there. I I think the Seahawks squeaked out one that the Broncos really were just goofing around at the end. I still don't understand why you didn't just let Russell Wilson cook at the end there. Instead, you go for a 64-yard field goal. Ridiculous. I I don't think the Seahawks get that fortunate this time around. I think the Niners – uh, they get. I know that they're missing Eli, Elijah Mitchell, but they got Jeff Wilson. Uh, I think Trey Lance starts to, to starts to get on in this game, and you see the the old like the Niners that were last year. Their their way of finding ways to be efficient in the right moments that'll happen, and they'll beat the Seahawks. And that defensive front for San Fran is so solid. Also, not to mention the weather in Chicago. I know that it's the classic. It was terrible. Did you see the video of them shoveling water yeah. off the feet? Like 
it was like flash flood monsoons in Chicago. So I think obviously the place a factor for both teams, but I think that that's something where, you know, you take a lot out of it and you say, all right, this is this, you know, as long as there's no rain or crazy downpours, I think San Fran wins this game as well. The Niners got penalized for what was called toweling. You can't uh, yeah. wipe out the football. I, 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 I was like, I, I was like, I didn't, I didn't even know that as a person who talks X's and O's and football rules all the time. I was like, Oh wow, like that's happening. And, yeah. and I, but it makes sense because I can I can remember times of it now. But like it, when, when I saw that, I was like, that is amazing. But that's how bad it was. I don't think it'll be bad for them. They're in San Fran. They'll get it done. Bengals at Cowboys. This is a very interesting game because both teams are 0-1. You got to go with the Bengals because the Cowboys are, are going to be down to a backup in Cooper Rush or Ben DiNucci because Dak Prescott's out. But man, if the Cowboys found a way to win with their backup quarterback, Bengals Nation would be in serious trouble after going 0-2 after last week losing to the Steelers and then losing to the Cowboys. But I got the bank. There's no way they can lose this game on the road to the Cowboys. Is there, Jenna? I don't think so. This has to, this feels like, I don't, I can't say must win because that's not it. But I feel like if you're the Bengals, you feel confident going into this game. Hey, look, we had a really rough performance week one with our offense. We're going to turn things around. Dallas's defense is really good. Micah Parsons is going to be a guy really to keep your eye on if you're Joe Burrow. But I, I really think that this game, just looking at the offense versus offense matchup, the Bengals should win this game and they should win it handily. I, I agree on that on that sentiment. Another four o'clock game. Broncos host the Texans. Broncos lost. D Russell Wilson lost the revenge game. That was my survivor game last week. I died in the first week. Good job, Chris. Um, you know, because I just oh. thought there was no way the Broncos would lose to the Seahawks. But here we are. Um, and they're facing the 0-0-1 Texans. This has to be the week that Russell Wilson gets it done. I just think that they, he's got enough weapons on offense. If he blows it up this week, I'm done with him too. It's the same with him and the Colts. They better not fail me twice. Hold on to the ball at the goal line. That's that all you needed to do if you were Denver to win that game. That was all you needed to do. So if they do that and they uh, worked on ball security this week in practice, which I'm going to guess they did a whole lot of that, and they worked on when on earth do we call a timeout, then I think the Broncos win this game. We'll see. I hope they worked on that because that was such that was such a crazy ending. Um, uh, but uh, Russell Wilson in the goal line, not a great place. Um, but Car Cardinals, 0-1 at the 0-1 Raiders. Cardinals got smoked last week. I think they do better this week, but I'm got I've got the Raiders at home. I think Devontae Adams and they're gonna they're gonna do enough damage to this Cardinals defense that got shredded last week. They still have a lot of guys to come back. I, I think the Raiders are just gonna be the better team in this one. I think so too. I think the offense is just really high powered and I think you're going to continue to kind of see teams tear up the Cardinals defense a little bit. The offense will put up points, no doubt about that, but this will be a high scoring game that the Raiders should win. Sunday night football, the Chicago bears at one and Oh, against the Owen one Packers. Um, how often do we say that? And of course, this is the team that just last year, Aaron Rodgers said, I own you too. Uh, but then Aaron Rodgers got owned last week by the Minnesota Vikings in an embarrassing fashion. Um, I keep going back and forth about this game. I'm going with the Packers, though. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, go pack, go at home. I think Aaron Rodgers. It, when I looked back, he has traditionally struggled in a lot of Week One games. There's been a lot of Week One games yeah. in his history where he's just played terrible and eventually sometimes week two sometimes week three sometimes week four he picks it up and then he's mvp aaron Rodgers again but 
I, I feel like with the new receivers, it maybe it took an extra week. They have to find a win, a way to win this week. If they lose to the Bears at home, there will be a lot of alarms sounding off in Green Bay. And the Packers got smoked week one last year by the Saints. So this kind of seems to be a little bit of a theme here. I, I think it is just kind of this offense coming together. Missing Alan Lazard really hurt the Packers, yeah. I think, a lot last week. And, your and fantasy the fact team. that the first play of the game offensively for them could have been a touchdown. I'm trying to remember the rookie receiver's name, but it should have been in that case. So I think the Packers will win this one. I'm with you on that. Uh, Alan Zard also hurt your fantasy team uh, when you know, when he didn't play because you you didn't switch him out in your face. Uh, <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, we got two Monday nighters, a Monday night doubleheader, which you gotta love. Titans at Bills. This is my survivor pick this week because if the Bills find a way to lose to the Tennessee Titans, who lost to the Giants last week, I will lose faith in humanity. Bills, Josh Allen will get it done at home. I'm with you, although I'm proceeding with a little bit of caution just because the last handful of years the Titans and the Bills have played, they've been really weird games. But mm. it's the home opener in Orchard Park, Buffalo. Or, yeah, Orchard Park, New York. Orchard Park near Buffalo. I'm so used Same to just saying that. Um, they're giving the kids half days of school because they expect traffic around the stadium to be nuts. I know. Wild. Crazy. Where was that when I was growing up? Shoot. That's what, yeah, that's what a lot of also Bills fans that are my age that are like, um, we had J.P. Losman and what, 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 why? <laughs> what was, what was my child? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I think the Bills win this game. There's just a lot of hype around this team, and that offense looked phenomenal, and they had four turnovers. So again, you know, there's going to be a lot they want to build off of too. I think they're just going to keep kind of steamrolling their way through the AFC and through the NFL as a whole. I agree here. Last game here, the, the second of the doubleheader Monday night, and then we'll flip back to Steelers Patriots. 1-0 Vikings at 1-0 Eagles. Jenna, I have been flipped, turned upside down by this Minnesota Vikings team, the way they beat up on the Packers. I'm picking them on the road. Justin Jefferson proved, me, proved something to me. I'm like, that dude could be the best wide receiver in the NFL. We'll see how that plays out. The Eagles... I thought they had a better defense than, than than they did. They gave up a lot of points to the Lions. We'll see. Maybe they rebound. It was just week one. But I'm going with the Vikings. I like Kirk Cousins' connection to Justin Jefferson and how the Vikings were able to build off of it last week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going with the Vikings, too, just because, again, I think their offense is a lot more high-powered and a lot has a lot of you know versatile weapons compared to the Lions. I also think first-year coach Kevin O'Connell with this Vikings team is doing – tremendous things for this offense. He's a very offensively minded coach. He's giving Kirk Cousins a lot of familiarity with, you know, the offense that he's run previously. Mm -hmm. And I think Justin Jefferson's benefiting tremendously. And I didn't expect the Lions to put up 35 points against the Eagles. 35. Defense. Yeah. 35 points. So yeah, I'm going with the Vikings here, but uh, this will be a wild game. I think. I think it will be a wild game and a great Monday night game that everyone can pay attention to. But the Sunday game is what Steelers fans will pay attention to. We'll break that down in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, got to talk to you guys about our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's this year's uh, NFL season that is well underway with Week 2, as well as Major League Baseball that gets closer and closer to the playoff season. And with NBA and NHL right around the corner, there's no better time to get on bet online bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head to the website today use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit bet online where the game starts
back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Hunter of Channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh. All right, Jenna. So the line, according to our friends at Bet Online for this game, is Patriots favored by two and a half points. That's moved from, I believe it was one point early on. So they're basically saying the Patriots are slightly favored in this game. I, I think that's interesting because the Patriots, you know, if you're going to say the Steelers played poorly last week, so did the Patriots. And against a team that I don't think too many people are saying is going to win the AFC th- this year, whereas, you know, some people were saying that the Bengals were going to be AFC favorites again this year to repeat. Um, and the Steelers manhandled that offense. And they're now they're facing an offense, I think, with a with a lesser successful quarterback in Mac Jones, without the wide receiving core the, uh, of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, without a running back like Joe Mixon. And, uh, you know, I, I look at this team, and yes, Bill Belichick's still the coach, but I, I have to still give an edge to the Steelers here just because their defensive front, I think, can take over here. I think one of my biggest things, too, is that secondary was so good last week as far as flying and being in position. I'm not so sure that Mac Jones gets too many opportunities to make the big make the big play that breaks things open for him. I think this game comes down to a lot of X's and O's on defense and who makes the first big mistake. And I just think it's going to be the younger quarterback in Mac Jones that, do, that does it. What is your key that you're focusing in on that will be the determining factor in this game? I really think it's not only going to come down to the defense, but I'll go on the flip side of the ball here and say that the Steelers offense needs to put one drive where they march down the field. You don't need to ask them to do the entire world, but you got to get more than four first downs and you have to be able to sustain a drive to march down the field and to set the tone. And I think if the Steelers offense can do that, which I mean, it's funny because we spent so much time talking about so many different things. Like, the Steelers' offensive line did not look horrendous last week. Yeah, they did not. They did their job. That was exactly what it is. And you hear Bill Belichick talk about all the time, do your job. That's all the Steelers' offense needs to do. They don't need to be anything special. They don't need to be spectacular. Deontay Johnson doesn't need to make 10 of the catches that he made at the end of the game. Although that one, I can't stop watching it. That was amazing. One of the best catches I've ever seen. It was phenomenal, the one-handed grab. But the fact that this offense just needs to sustain drives and not immediately give the ball back to your defense and make them come out there just a couple minutes after they were just on the field. And we you know, heard kind of all throughout the week just the fact that you know, when the defense is making plays and when they're getting pick sixes and all of that, the ball gets – they have to go back out there a lot sooner. But to me, this game is going to be can the Steelers' offense sustain a drive and can the defense – just do what they did. You don't have to, I mean, they're going to want to have the game that they had last week. There's no doubt about that, but you don't have to go out and, you know, sack Mac Jones six times, force five turnovers, just go out and do exactly the game plan that they had in terms of, Hey, this is how we're going to get after the offense. This is how we're going to make the quarterback feel uncomfortable in the pocket. This is how we're going to be relentless on, you know, in the secondary and make them question where they're throwing. I think with a young quarterback like Mac Jones, who has still a lot to see when it comes to defenses and defensive schemes, I think that the defense is really going to be able to do a lot of good things against a quarterback in Mac Jones, who, by the way, as we remind people, was limited in practice on Wednesday and did not practice on Thursday, and that offense still needs a whole lot of continuity that I don't think they entirely got this week. I agree. Brian Horrier is the quarterback behind him, and then it's Bailey Zappi. Maybe we see one of them, but to me, this is about the Steelers' defense doing what they're supposed to do, shut down the run, 
force Mac Jones or whoever's the quarterback to beat you with their arm and be there when they're trying to do that the way that they were against Joe Burrow. You've got a lot of uh, veteran guys in the secondary. I think I've said all, all offseason that's going to be an asset to the Steelers. It was in week one. I think it will be in week two. I, the one thing I'd also watch out for, the Patriots still do have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith at the tight end position. They're two really good athletes. Do not let uh, do not let Mac Jones or whoever's the quarterback find that those guys in the middle part of the field. Terrell Edmonds did a really good job. Um, you know, Hayden Hurst made some ridiculous catches in that last game, but he took a, took him away in the red zone, I think, a few times, and that was really important. They'll also need Miles Jack and Devin Bush to help there. I think that's a bigger task this week uh, with the way the Patriots line up their offense. We'll see how that plays out. Najee Harris, full full practice Thursday, good sign. Mason Cole, limited practice but says he's going to play. I think both of those are good signs for the Steelers offense. I'm right with you though. They need a drive. There needs to at least be one where you see them move the ball, be efficient, be on time, get a touchdown. And I think this game comes down to who has to get desperate first, which quarterback has to take the first big chance and allow the other team's defense to make plays. And then of course, which defense takes is more opportunistic with that opportunity. I think that that's what favors the Steelers. Jenna, What's your final score prediction and what what turn what point of the game does this turn into the team's favor that you're picking? I think this is going to be a low-scoring game just because of what we saw from the Steelers' offense last week, and I don't entirely think it's going to be like a night-and-day type switch. I think the Steelers are going to win. It's going to be like a 20-13 to 13 type of game. I think there's some field goals. There's some missed opportunities, things along those lines. But I really think the turning point is going to be you're going to see the Steelers' defense force Mac Jones to do something he does not want to do, whether it's take a monster sack, fumble the ball, throw it away, you know, see another I, – I, you know – the way Mika Fitzpatrick played, I, I cannot rule out another Mika Fitzpatrick pick six because my Maybe. goodness, that man was just lit on the fire and the whole defense really fed off of that. I think that it's just going to be kind of the Steelers defense making Mac Jones do something he doesn't entirely want to do. The Steelers will be up by a field goal or something. They'll get a short field and they'll kind of be able to really put the game away earlier than people anticipate. But if the Steelers are on the opposite side of that and they turn the ball over, the Patriots are really good at capitalizing off of mistakes. And uh, that'll be interesting. But I think the Steelers just, to me, seem like the better answer in this team. I hear you on that. I'm very similar. Instead of 2013, I'm saying 1613. I think it's even lower scoring. I think the Steelers get one touchdown and a bunch of field goals. Uh, but I think it's more of a situation where they'll be up uh, 16 to nine, and then the Patriots, or 16 to 10, excuse me, and then the Patriots will get a field goal, and then they'll try to get in field goal range again. And that's where you'll see the Steelers get the big turnover to hold off. Uh, and and keep the win uh, late in the game there. But either way, we both agree it'll be low scoring. We both agree that the Steelers win. We'll see that. Did we pick the the entire entire same slate this week? We didn't have one. Di- that is so boring. I know. Ugh, we are I know. terrible. I give it's us a both weird Fs. week. It's a weird it's a week. week. I'm it's sure that week. things will be you know all up in the air because we'll have more idea about who teams are and say, hey, maybe I like this team better than that team. Absolutely. And just just for fun, just for fun, I'm picking the Chiefs. So I we don't know who's won this game. We, of course, we recorded before. Do you have the Chiefs in this one or are you going with the Chargers? I went with the Chiefs in this one, too. Oh, my gosh. I know. What is wrong with us? What, what, I know. This is ridiculous. Oh, gosh. We're, we're, we are so boring. So lame. Don't you all be boring. Don't pick just no. like us so that it's all like 200 entries into our Pick'em League on ESPN.com that you can enter in for free. All you got to do is click on the link that I provided to, to invite to the league, uh, both in uh, – 
I put it on Twitter, I put it on Facebook, and I put it in the the description of this on YouTube. Do check that out. Thanks again for tuning into Lockdown Steelers Podcast. Thank you, Jenna Harner, for joining the show as always. It's always fun to do this show with you, and I'm excited to do the Friday Night Skylight show with you as well, talking some high school football here in the Pittsburgh area. Let people know I can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, thank you, as always, for having me. It's my favorite part to end the week. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner, um, and on WPXI, you know, all of our streaming apps. And if you're in Pittsburgh, Channel 11, we got a whole lot of cool stuff, as Chris was saying, our Skylight show on Friday, um, all of your Steelers coverage post game on Sunday. And then uh, get ready with us because the uh, Cleveland Browns Thursday night matchup next week is on Ooh, Channel 11. Fast. Um, and it's coming up so quickly. So we have uh, some specials for that, um, some cool one-on-one interviews. So definitely uh, stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great week, a great weekend. Thank you for checking out the Lockdown Steelers podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you watch this video on YouTube, please hit the like button on this video if you enjoy it. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content whenever we release it. If you want to help us show out even further, go on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars with a positive comment. Do both at the same time. You get a special shout out at the end of the show. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work on the Pittsburgh Post Gazette at post-gazette.com. Um, and we I'll be covering Pitt at, Pitt at Western Michigan this weekend and Saturday night. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a crazy one. I'll be back here on Monday recapping what happened with Steelers Patriots right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.